The Third Men Podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun celebration of Jack White and is in no way directly affiliated with Third Man Records or the man himself. For the definitive history of Jack White and his music, please consult your local Jack White. And for everyone else looking for a home, you found one here, in a place so seedy. Enjoy! All right, I'm reporting here live from Times Square, New York City, and we are counting down the hits while America or whatever anxiously waits for the new year. And now taking the stage, it looks like we've got... Oh, let me see. Let me look at this uh, sheet here. Okay, we have... Oh, he hasn't had a hit in a couple decades. All right, we have... Lounge singer James, who's going to take the stage here. He looks very drunk, folks. Do, I do believe his bow tie is unbowed, and we're going to we're going to check in with him here. Oh, he looks depressed. A word from my producer. Uh, lounge singer James is on divorce number eight this year, and while he keeps saying lucky number eight, I do believe he's quite clinically depressed and it's no laughing matter. Now, I guess he's starting his first song right now. All right, let's take it away, lounge singer James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's losing it up there. He's really, he's crumbling like Mariah Carey. Lounge singer James, do you need somebody? Do I, wow, woo. I'm cr- I'm crooning. Loud singer James, mm. here, come come, on, come into my cabana yeah. here. Sing the hits. People know you for your hits. Mm. Why are you singing the hits, Loud singer James? Oh, I don't know, but it makes me so sad. I don't think I remember that particular hit, Loud singer James. Why don't you sing New Moon Over Tallahassee, But I'm Drunk and My Wife Just Left Me? Oh, Why don't you sing that one? That was I a big one. I had to sing that one. New Moon Over Tallahassee. <laughs> I don't remember the words. There we go. The crowd's getting into it. They're feeling it. Man, at least they're feeling something, because this crooner up here ain't feeling no thing. The crowd has dimmed significantly. (laughs) Lounge singer James, if I may, why don't you launch into your breakthrough salsa hit, I Heard This on Whose Line Is It Anyway? It's very bad. And uh, you should feel bad, I should feel bad, we should all feel bad. And I believe he's spiraling again, folks. <laughs> I don't know why it's a hit. This is going to be the best 2019. Oh, he's exposing his nipple. Please, somebody, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a disaster. Yeah. Okay, thank you. The ball appears to be dropping. Oh, Loud singer James, would you like to sing the countdown for the folks in the crowd here who appear to be quite sad. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'd love to. The ball is still dropping. Okay, 300. Okay. 299. 298. I'm getting a call from my producer that we are not to hire loud singer James again. 341. It's not even in sequential order anymore, folks. This is gonna be the best New Year's ever. Six. Five. I'm four. Three, two, two hundred ninety-seven. Much like the old year, James. I think we have to put an end to this bit. God, welcome to the Third Men Podcast. I am your co-host, Paul Kavinsky.
I'm your other co-host, James Kaminsky, and God, I don't think I can sing in my head what a lounge singer sounds like right now. Like, I know what, I know it. I know I know it. Well, I do love that you went immediately into a doo-wop yeah. act, which is not really the same thing, but I was delighted to find out what a one-man doo-wop act sounded like. Ooh, boy. This is, if you have a guest, the Jack White History Podcast, and we talk about Third Man Records, Jack White, and all things surrounding those subjects. Yeah. Yeah, and this uh, this week's is a, it's a, it's a thing we've been doing since we started the podcast, Paul. We're turning back the hands of time, mm. and we're taking a look back on the year at large that was 2018. Yes, this is our third year in review episode, which means we've been doing this for three long years yeah we've hit the magic number of three so we can stop now that's right yeah yeah we can stop now yeah we're gonna look back at 2018 a lot happened this year james the jack drought ended Mm. we got a new album we got a tour we got so much from third man records recording artists it was we got announcements for the rackin tour oh yeah a lot happened this year james yeah of the three years we've been doing this this had to have been the most Jack White-centric year, like, of music in the entirety of yeah. the podcast. So a lot went on, and we got to experience a whole heck of a lot of it. Between the two of us, we saw him live more times this year than we had seen him in the past, like, five years. So I know. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's great stuff. Good year. Yeah, we got to uh, chat with a lot of fun people on the show. We... Uh, I got to, I got to meet Jack White in person, which was fun, albeit briefly, which was very nice. Yeah, lots lots went on, and we're gonna cover, you know, we're gonna do the top line. I think some of these year in reviews, we've done a little in the weeds, but I think uh, you know we're probably gonna we're gonna breeze through this year. I think, James. Oh man, those are the magic words that we always fail to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna try and make this fairly brisk if we can help it. It's not going to be a two-parter, yeah. but uh, is there something we should get into before we start this episode? Yes, James. There's some... I think I'm smelling something that we might want to do. Ooh! I think I smell it, too. Oh! What is the most astounding fact? The most astounding fact. The most astounding fact is the knowledge. James... Would you like to tell the people what I think I smell a fact? Sure. I think I smell a fact is the portion of the show in which you, the listener out there, give us a fact, or we, the hosts, find a fact, and instead of doing a whole episode about that fact, we throw it in this little segment called I Think I Smell a Fact. Yeah, and this week uh, we play a little catch-up here. We heard from our third woman in spirit every week, Callie Durga, in regard to our episode 84, Baseball and a Biscuit. Mm. And uh, she had sent us some facts regarding that episode here that we wanted to share with you all that I thought were pretty cool, actually. The first being that we mentioned Eddie Vedder as sort of one of Jack's baseball buddies. And I did not realize this. Eddie Vedder, when he did his Cubs single, Dominic Davis was involved in that Cubs single, which is awesome. I had no idea. That is really cool. And Dominic, as you all know, is a friend of the show and a bass player who is on call for, for a lot of different Jack White projects and Third Man Records projects, so uh, it makes sense he might tag along on this Third Man Records pressed single 
made for the Cubs game. Yeah, so Dominic's been involved with a lot of things this year. He was, he was in Jack White's touring band. He uh, participated in the, the last couple of Jack releases prior to this. So uh, he's been a busy boy in the Jack White world anyway. It was also very interesting to hear when we did talk to Ben Jenkins in that episode. Ben mentioned that Dominic keeps score mm. on a scorecard with a pencil and paper. And now, looking through some of the photos, he's usually furiously scribbling something in the stands sitting next to Jack. I think Yvette even pointed it out uh, one of the photos that we posted where Dominic okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. is scrawling on some, some paper. You're right. I think that was Yvette. So, yeah, that was very fun. So thank you for uh, for dropping that one in, Callie. And also uh, one more from Callie here. The baseball love extends to uh, Rachel Davis, who's Dominic's wife. And she is a musician, but her last album was called Bandbox Jubilee and featured the excellent song Diamond Girl, which I uh, I do believe is baseball related. And we can play a little bit of that maybe here now, maybe. What oh, do you say? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I like diamonds, but not the kind you might think I like diamonds. I don't mean shit. A Fenway, Eddie with a bus play, baby, I'm a diamond girl. A deep dive into her catalog has been long in the making for me because ever since that Dominic Davis episode, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and things of those two playing together, and she sounds great. She's she's a great musician. We should get her on the show one of these days, James. What do you say? Uh, sure, I think we should we should try that. So those are two facts that we got. Yeah, and I think they smell just great. Yeah. When I reflect on that fact. All right, James. What do you say we get into the year that was mm. 2018? Let's let's take that clock, just move it on back to January, shall we? Yeah, let's get into a clock fight. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, that's good. I like that. Let's get into it, Paul. <laughs> James, tell me about the year of our Lord, 2018. Uh, how I'm going to do this, by the way, is I'm going to break each month down into three sections news events and releases so sounds like a plan let's start with january in the long long ago in the before time uh we Mm. call it january of 2018 it seems like so long ago sounds frigid yes uh the time of tide pods and (laughs) moth memes we have january Mm -hmm. the can you guess the first bit of news that came out of third man records right at the start of the year on the 4th january 2018 i can guess i think it had something to do with boarding house reach tail end of 2017 we got the announcement where we knew new music was coming i think we may have gotten a hint of an image if i'm recalling correctly and did we get servings and portions on january 4th no we had servings and portions in december of 2017 okay. Okay. no paul you're wrong it has oh. nothing to do with jack white God. third man records the first news it releases is that they have signed their first rap artist shirt shirt to third man records i forgot about shirt we all How... forgot about shirt i uh, just as, as an aside on uh, rappers and jack white i believe jack did 
mention Takashi69. I think, remember that, like, rap is the new punk rock quote or whatever. Yeah. One of the rappers he was pointing to, I'm pretty sure, was Takashi69. If I'm mispronouncing that. I apologize I to to Mr. Six to Mr. Sixty Nine <laughs> to the whole to the whole Sixty Nine family. I sincerely apologize, Grandma uh, Sixty Nine, Uncle Sixty Nine, sweet sweet cousin Caroline Sixty Nine. <laughs> he, I believe, he was one of the ones Jack mentions. Like, look at this guy. Anyway, shirt. I'm sorry, go on about shirt. <laughs> Queen's rapper Shirt premieres his newest music video, Flight Home, at this point. Uh It has him riding on trucks and rapping. Well, you know, the, the Jack good. World isn't new to hip-hop. We saw Run the Jewels with Jack White, uh, Q-Tip, project he did with Tribe Called Quest. You know, there's a, there's a history there. Yeah, it's also safe to say that, Paul, me and you tend to like hip-hop artists who are from a certain era or are of a certain age. Run the Jewels, for instance, both of them are in their late 30s or early 40s. I don't think any of us are really down with Takashi 69 for instance. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rapper's Shirt premieres his new music video, Flight Home. It's mm-hmm. it's all right. I like it. But I, uh, I haven't caught his stuff. I, like Joshua Headley, he's just sort of passed me by, but I, I would like yeah. to get around to it. Third Man Records was was very excited because this is the first rap artist that they've ever signed uh, to their label. They mm-hmm. had always previously had rock or alternative or country uh, acts. Yes. So this was a, a new step in a different direction. Uh, Shirt was a relatively underground hip-hop artist. He had three albums before this called Rap Money, Nike Adidas, and Museum. He's very much into fine arts and visual as well as musical arts. Oh, that's cool. Um, nice. Actually, at the time uh, of this announcement, Shirt was living in Europe, completing an MFA. Anyway, that's the first news to come out of Third Man Records. They come out of the right. gate swinging with a rapper. It's great. Shirt. Love it. Yeah. Paul, you were very close, though, with your guess because on January 12th, 2018, Boarding House Reach Vault is announced i mean we had already known about boarding house reach it was announced with servings and portions but a new vault announced on january 12th and with that we got the cover uh i believe as well i I liked the the metallic at the time it's funny that metallic cover i think we covered this in the boarding house reach episode but i think i liked that terminator jack cover more uh than the actual one at the time although now i find myself preferring the androgynous cover it's funny how that happened the more i look at it the more i i like it i think it's i'm getting used to it the metallic one's good yeah but doesn't feel like a jack white cover it doesn't it feels like who are those robot men daft punk yes it it feels like daft punk (laughs) it feels like arena rocky ish you know (laughs) yeah i can see (laughs) but all that said i do like the cover i think it's a fine i think it's a fine cover and uh that vault was i was very excited for that vault january 16th 
Jack White announces announced his boarding house reach tour, which is the first tour he's done in about three and a half years. The dates would be there to support the boarding house reach album. And it would kick off on April 19th in Detroit at the little Caesars arena. And it would continue at this point to August 23rd in Las Vegas. Now, did we have the three show announcement yet? Or this is before that? This is before those shows were the announced. Shows. Okay. Yeah. So I was so excited when I heard I when know. we heard this. Yeah. Because we were Oof. expecting possibly where uh, we don't get a tour because Jack was so we did we didn't know what to expect and I was right. thrilled when I heard this. So happy. Mm, agreed. So let's get into the releases in January. Jack White released "Connected by Love" on January tenth, twenty eighteen. That was going to be my question because I mm-hmm. I remember "Connected by Love" coming out before the vault. So you t- we're talking this with the song and the video simultaneously, right, James? Yes, but both of them came out sim- simultaneously. Jack released "Connected by Love," uh, which was the the first single from Boarding House Reach, which had the B side of "Respect Commander," another song from the album. Also came out with a tricolor available on January 10th and mm. also was accompanied by the music video, like you said, Paul, which was directed by Pascal Gutierrez and filmed in L.A. and Nashville. Yeah, that was the first that I heard the song accompanied with the video first. I didn't listen to the song naked. Mm. Uh, and I think that may have colored my perception of it. it, it we, we talk about this sort of ad nauseum in that episode, so I won't get into it too much. But I, I got much more of an anthemic sort of peace or like let's all get along kind of vibe from the song because the video kind of skews in that direction. When when you hear the intent behind the song, it's really sort of one of his kind of I hate love. It's more of like a love interruption kind of thing. You know, where the intent was infected. I am infected by love. And so it's almost more aggressive in that way. So seeing the video first actually really colored my perception of the tune. And I got to say, James, this is one that's grown on me over the past year. Agreed. Particularly seeing it live. I'll tell you what, though. I haven't listened to the album in maybe two months. I've had other music to listen to. And Connected by Love came on in the car on my shuffle. I was like... Oh man, it's it's a really good song that just came on, and I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm like, oh well, this this is connected by love. I I didn't think I liked it as much as I do right now. So yeah, it's grown on me quite a bit. Yeah, James, I like it too with some distance. Well, we move right along to January 19th. Brendan Benson releases his single "Half a Boy and Half a Man," which oh my is God. Uh, <laughs> the the first time, despite. Brendan's long history with with Third Man Records. That's the first time he has released a solo recording on Third Man. I was born a welder's son. 
I'm excited to get into this one when we do a Brendan Benson show because I need to know the demi- whatever happened to Ready Made Records and why this thing came out. I'm happy it did. It's one of those songs where I feel like it just it always existed. It's like you know, it's just been there since the dawn of time by Brendan Benson. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny you mention what happened to Ready Made Records because quote from Brendan Benson: "Half a boy and half a man" was one of the last songs to be recorded in my Nashville-based recording studio before it was completely demolished and made into a parking lot. But it is a personal comeback for me, says Benson. I've been producing and co-writing so much that I kind of lost sight of myself making this album has brought me home again. Paul, it turned into a parking lot. It used to be flowers. They paved Brendan's paradise. They put up a parking lot. (laughs) They they released it with a limited edition tricolor. It's a good Uh, song. It is a very good song. It was backed with a cover of Jules Shear's Big Kid Face. Also Um, a good tune. He did, but this is a strong record. Yeah, I was excited to hear some new Brendan material because we hadn't really gotten any since uh, 2013. Holy yeah, crap! 2013, yeah. It's we been haven't a while. heard anything from Brendan since 2013. Yeah, he had taken a nice long napo there, and he woke up this year. Yep, he did with a vengeance, and we'll get into that later. The mm-hmm. final release of January, January 26th, Jack releases Corporation digitally, just mm. exclusively digitally. He releases the song Corporation off the new album, Boarding House Reach. I think people were getting nervous about the record. People who liked the classic sound were wondering what the hell was going on. But it had that that fun little solo. I think fun is a good word for it. I, I liked it a lot more than, than both of the songs I had heard before that. And I, I really enjoy the fact that it goes on for so long because... It's this crazy little number, you know, it just, I like Jack going crazy sometimes. This was a lot of fun for me. And again, it was like, oh, it's a lot of funk. It's a lot of funk yeah. and soul on this album. Anyway, whew, James, you're bringing me back. And then uh, we'll go through some of the events. Uh, on January 11th in Detroit at the Cast Corridor, Hassles played live on January 13th. Tyvek played live at Cast Corridor, previously mentioned in the Co Molina Part 2 interview on January 19th. In Nashville, there was an official pre-party for the Women's March. Um, yes, I remember that, yeah. Uh, January 19th as well was the Brandon Benson in-store signing slash concert. He played he played his new single live there. I wonder if we're going to find out, then flashing ahead a little bit, I wonder if we're going to find out that this single was part of the catalyst for the it, for the. I for guarantee the you, I guarantee you it was, because he was starting to sign stuff with Jack. Yeah, he was maybe they were talking. It's, it's all them coming together serendipitously, always. Yeah. So. And also on January 30th in Nashville, Rostam played live at Third Man Records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah. from there, we move on to February. Love February, James. Yes. February it's the month of uh, romance. Seeing, here are some of the releases that we saw in February. On the 13th, we have the Magic of We Children's Book was released, mm-hmm. uh, which was a book that featured some new and exclusive music from the late, great Ike Owens. Oh. And 
and uh, was a children's book written by Danielle Anderson Craig and illustrated by her friend and fellow teacher, Carly Dooling. The standard edition book came with a download of the song, and the limited edition book came with a 7-inch vinyl record. That's very sweet. February 14th, they released, in partnership with Touch and Go Records, the first two of the full discography of the punk band Laughing Hyenas. Ah, yes. I saw a history of them or something on uh, Third Man's website uh, recently. Merry Go Round and You Can't Pray a Lie, both on Mm. black vinyl. February 16th. Mm was a triple live single release Waxahachie featuring the songs Greenville backed with La Luce recorded on March 21st 2017 Pill uh, the the single Afraid of the Mirror backed with TV Wedding recorded on March 3rd 2017 and Marching Church the single Inner City Pigeon backed with Calentur recorded on January 30th of 2017 a lot of releases Yeah, I feel like I'm reading a history book, Paul. (laughs) You scream and shout and you make a scene When you open your mouth You never say what you mean Say what you mean February 20th, Margot Price shared a new video for A Little Pain. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, one of the singles from All American Made. Uh, that the, is the video where she is uh, the washer dryer? Yeah, uh, it features Margot paying her dues at a diner and daydreaming yeah. of country stardom. Uh, it's a great video. Uh, yeah, the diner bits in there. I think he, she goes to the laundromat in there. I could be wrong. I think she does that. I think so, too. Um, yeah. And uh, I love that video. I love that second album a whole lot. And... Um, we're, I'm just, you know, waiting for that number three. Yeah, but uh, let's see. We got it was directed by Mark Dempsey and Joshua Shoemaker, or Schumacher, depending mm-hmm. on if he takes his name from the fantastic director of Batman <laughs> films. <laughs> February 23rd would see the last release of February. Shirt releases Pure Beauty, his album, and premieres 180 Grams Climate Change music video for the song 180 Grams climate change it was a very neon green cover and it included a special limited edition lp package set that contained bonus content and a quote baldessari inspired shirt the bonus content was photos that he took put on a flash drive so that's cool it looks like uh, it got pretty good reviews from what I'm seeing here. It was a solid album from what I've heard. I'm going to stop looking at shirt music videos because it's freezing Skype. <laughs> Sorry okay. about that. Some of the events that happened in February, February 23rd, Wallows played live at the Cass Corridor. And from there, we move on to March. Whew. March in. Marching right along. This is a big month. March was yeah. a big month. It is a very big month because March 1st, 2018, over and over and over, backed with everything you've ever learned, came out, along with an over and over and over text 
video. Yes, I remember that. Uh, which was the constellations changing. That's right. Um, that's right. I like that one. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, it was very simple. I like that trend. Well, I don't know if I like that trend, but I guess I do of uh, bands putting out like lyric videos with some minimal animation as uh, accompaniment for single releases. I, we saw McCartney do it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure other artists do as well, and, and Jack, of course. So, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was a cute uh, it's a cute idea, very Jackie. This, I think, may have shut some of the riff rockers up. Not, not, not that I'm not counted amongst them, but uh, this song may have... Uh, calm some people down in terms of hey this sounds a little more like the jack you know <laughs> yeah definitely yeah it i mean was, there's uh, a reason he plays this one first at all of his shows i think probably at most if not all of the boarding house reach tour he opens with over and over and over for sure. it really it just in retrospect it really should have been the first single it just should have been Hindsight's twenty twenty. I get it. I get all that. It's nothing against Connected by Love, but I think, just commercially speaking, this is probably I, a better move. I don't know. He, he definitely didn't sell his album like it was snake oil. He didn't say True. it'll do a thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it didn't do a thing. Like, he, he showed what it was going to be with his first two singles. That's true. That's true. I mean, they got they got a little something. They got over they and got over a little and taste. over. Yeah. 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 Haters are going to hate, as Mrs. Taylor Swift once said. I thought that was R. Kelly as portrayed by Dave Chappelle. I thought it was 69 at first, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> March 9th, Joshua Headley premieres the song I Never Shed a Tear. I don't think either of us have got given the, the time to Josh Headley yet. I've listened to some of the songs. They're, they're much more the kind of country music I don't usually listen to than, say, Margot Price, who I feel like has a little more rock and roll in her country um although you know to be fair to josh headley i haven't really given it a serious listen and i and i i've been meaning to we will give him a chance but yes on march 9th he gave a taste of his music i never shed a tear stars above on the night when I never said I do you never wore my ring and you never meant a thing and I never shed a tear for you it's not hard March 21st Ice Station Zebra premiered so and, we got our first yeah. digital taste of Ice Station Zebra. This, the songs were coming hot and heavy from Boarding House Reach at this point uh, in the run-up to the album's release, and I loved Ice Station Zebra. Love, 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 loved Ice Station Zebra. It was a weird choice to put the song out 
on the 21st because the album was released two days later <laughs> march 23rd boarding house reach was released yeah we both heard it at the the listening parties which we'll get into in a second ah. uh, and final the final release march 23rd over and over and over's official video was released not just the text video the one that had the the amazing visuals of jack inside of uh the same room like spinning around doing the yeah. same things getting older and really cool video it's great video yeah reminds me of uh, michel gondry or something like that uh yes ish in its uh, approach its avant-garde approach mm-hmm. i like it a lot it's a little more uh, jackie i think than the connected by love video which is a little again struck me as a swing for the pop fences in a way uh, that the connected by loved ones seemed much more like uh, very non jack whitey for some reason I don't, even though jack was in it a bunch it seemed a little more universal, whereas the Jack White videos I really love is him looking at himself through a a tilted mirror, almost like a warped mirror. Like that's when you think of Jack White videos, they're usually that they're him looking. He's the star mm-hmm. and it's this warped version of him, whether it be in Lego form or being tied up in the back of a car or wearing a top hat, looking at some strange spiderweb globe. It's always like slightly askew. Anyway, so this one sort of fit that mold a little bit better. I like this video more is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a really good video. It was awesome. Uh, Let's move into the news of March. March 13th, Jack White had his Q magazine cover story. This would be one of many magazines that would have a cover story on Jack's new album. Which took Uh, a whole extra month to make its way out here for me to get it. Yeah, Uh, I waited and freaking waited for this thing (laughs) i was at barnes and noble like every other day and it just kept not being there but i finally got it i never got around to basically any of them because magazines are hard to find nowadays Uh, yes Uh, having to google where is a newsstand and the first google fill-in was what is a newsstand was fun (laughs) fun adventure uh, along with with this deluge of press came uh, march 25th jack white uh, has his first iteration with it's electric with lars ulrich oh that's right yes podcast right yep march 26th the press continues jack does his discogs interview with ben blackwell and reminisces about old and new alike it's such a great video jack i'm gonna try to do an interview a little bit differently today um okay do you want surprises or do you want to have a little bit of preparation no prep man all right no prep so Reach into this bag. Oh, now, now I regret saying right. that. Some of the events of March in Detroit on the 3rd. Jonathan Wilson did, was live at the Cast Corridor cool. on the 3rd as well. Joe Langford and friends were live in the store at Cast Corridor. Nashville on the 8th. Bully was live at Third Man Records. Hmm. March 9th, there were ad- advanced listening parties for Boarding House Reach, which I had mentioned earlier, Paul. Select record stores across the nation. You could get buttons and goodies and prize drawings while listening awkwardly to the speakers in a <laughs> record store playing Boarding House Reach while customers who weren't expecting this to happen marched around you thinking you were a crazy person. As we, uh, as we detail in uh, the uh, Boarding House Reach analysis and review episodes, we go into that a little bit because you and i were both in attendance yes we both were and uh it was fun it was fun being at a jack white event even if jack white wasn't there it was cool being with other fans for the first time in a long time i felt like i was being a part of a an event in a community that was in action felt like 
oh, this is fresh and new stuff that you're listening to with other people who are listening right. to it for the first time. So, right, right. Cool stuff. Yes. On the 9th as well in Nashville, Wallows is live at Third Man Records. On the 10th in Nashville, Sloppy Jane was live at Third Man. Uh, just, to, just to very quickly go back to the record release party, I don't think mm-hmm. we actually read this aloud on the show, but um, what reminded me of this was uh, I think uh, Nick Langford uh, wrote in to uh, to – to express his amusement at the hey don't spoil these raconteur songs on the internet warnings on the vault mm-hmm. uh, mem- things that we just got and it reminded me that um we have we had a handwritten letter accompanying each of the advanced review copies for those record store listening parties from mr ben blackwell which uh the record store i was at was kind enough to let me photograph Uh, Oh, really? I didn't know that. mm -hmm, And it says, Congratulations, you are amongst a mere 37 brick-and-mortar record stores still pulsing. As no small small feat, Third Man Records happily shares with you this extremely limited tricolor version of Jack White's over and over and over as a token of congrats. Don't go listing it on eBay, you vulture. You, (laughs) You actually have to give this sucker away according to some set of incomprehensible rules included elsewhere in this package. Side note. Note, Jack originally wanted UK and Delaware-bound copies of his new album to list this track as Over in Dover, but when <laughs> but when told it would be impossible, he relented. Thank you for all that you do, as without record stores, I wouldn't get to write nonsensical letters like this. We sincerely appreciate your continued dedication to the cause. Rock and roll hoochie coo, contractually obligated, Ben Blackwell, inventor of disco. That is the best letter I've ever heard <laughs> my life paul <laughs> and the greatest part is the inventor of disco thing is on a stamp somebody made him <laughs> a stamp <laughs> what a good what a good man anyway also on march 10th in detroit it's the national day of unplugging at cast corridor i don't know what that means <laughs> but i think everyone's unplugged and it's probably also, a phone uh, thing they hate phones yeah, it's uh, everyone who went into Cass Quarter got their phone smashed and thrown in the trash. <laughs> Personally, by Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> on March 15th in Nashville and on March 16th in Nashville, Jack had announced secret shows for these two dates to do surprise live performances in the Blue Room. This is the first time we would get to see Jack White live in a long, long time. It was a big deal. It was a very big deal. Both of these would be in the Blue Room in Nashville on the 15th and the 16th. Very limited tickets, and they would cost $111 each, which is a very specific thing, but I think he did it because the 111 is a three, and ah. Jack White is a madman. <laughs> that seems uncharacteristically high for his tickets. There must have been reasons. And this was a, a show, two shows that did not have physical tickets, which was a rarity on this tour. A lot of them had physical tickets mailed to people. I, uh, I for one, was very happy. We got a, a band uh, photo around this time where we we saw who the band was. That, I think that yes. accompanied the live announcement. And I was very happy to see Dominic in there, who at this point had become a friend of the show, Dominic Davis. And yes. uh, so that was, uh, I remember being very happy about that and very excited to see the the new talents and glad to see Carla on there again. And uh, a little sad not to see Daru, but uh, Carla, she's equally great. So Yeah, it was, uh, it was cool to see them there. On the 18th of March in Detroit, Pill plays live at Third Man in Cass Corridor. On the 20th, Jack does his first test show in Los Angeles at the Mayan. 
Mm. which you were in attendance at. I was, I was, I was. On the 23rd, Jack does his next test show in Brooklyn at the Warsaw that I was in attendance at. You was, you was, you was. In Nashville on the 24th, C6 Steve plays live at Third Man. Good for C6. He's doing great. Love C6 Steve. March 28th, Jack does his third and last test show in London at the Garage. I remember Um, that. I remember there being phones at that one because it was outside and hard to control. He could not. He could not figure out how to yonder couch the outside. Um, also, on the twenty eighth, Hannibal Barres plays Nashville yeah. live at Third Man Records. Uh, one more thing in March, I oh, saw Margot Price out here in L.A. in March, and oh, nice! That was uh, the show where she hugged me. Not to not to brag, but she that did was this year. She did give me a hug. I want to state this for the court. I am in no way initiating these motions or movements or touches. Uh, you right can, in the heart. You can listen all about that to, oh, God, it must have been, I don't remember what show we covered it in, but we did a fell in love with the show and talked about that. But, you know, not, again, not to brag, but I'm totally, <laughs> totally bragging. I'm sorry. Let's move it on to April. <laughs> yeah. April. April. April 3rd. Third Man Books releases Destruction of Man by poet Abraham Smith. I remember this, yes. April 6th, they release Supreme Rarities, Motown Lost and Found, which was originally a two-CD set released in 2008 featuring the Supremes from the Motown Lost and Found series, and it is a showcase of some rarities and outtakes and and live recordings from uh, 50s and 60s. It's cool. April 17th, Joshua Headley's I Never Shed a Tear country music television video premieres. Cool. April 20th, 420, LOL. Yeah. Can you guess the the album that came out on 420, Paul? Was it another shirt one? Nope. It was Sleep the Sciences. Yes. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, the Stoner Doom Rock. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't done this. I haven't done the Sleep yet, but when we talked to Ben Blackwell, uh, he made a point of saying he's really into sleep right now so it well, may just be because of course you're not doing new... the sleep right now ah, well yeah he's waka, a new dad waka, waka, so maybe waka. that's the thing uh, uh i am looking forward to looking into uh, sleep I don't know sleep yeah. very well right now, and I would love to know it more. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like a it's like a stoner rock, stoner metal kind of thing. Yeah, they released their first full length album of new recordings since 1998. Wow, Third Man. Also on April 20th, Josh Headley released his uh, first debut Third Man album, Mister Jukebox. Ah, uh, yes. Produced by Skylar Wilson and Jordan Lenning. I do love the cover. It's very uh, throwbacky. It's got that. Yeah, it's good. It's got that sort of early '60s vibe to it. I dig it. It's yeah. It's got a. It's got a fun Nashville, Grand old Opry kind mm-hmm. of cover. Joshua Headley comments, "It's not a throwback. 
it sounds new because it is new, and it sounds the way it sounds because it's the only thing I know how to do. I can't write a song that sounds different. Classic country is like a suit. Nothing about a men's suit has changed in like a hundred years. <laughs> Classic never goes out of style. Something can't be a throwback if it's never been out of style. I just want people to remember they have feelings and that they're valid. Not everything is Coors Light and tailgates. There are other aspects of life that aren't so great that people experience. They're part of life, part of what shapes people, and that's worth noting. That's that's some classic country right there. Singing about I, heartache yeah. and pain. You could have swapped Pokey Lafarge's name in there and swapped out country for Americana, and I would have uh, believed it. Uh, <laughs> it seems like similar approaches. And then the, the last releases in April would be the Record Store Day releases. We have Los Lobos versus The Shins. Joshua Headley's Broken Man single and Frank Wilson's Do I Love You, Indeed I Do single. The Josh Headley one was sold out when I tried to get it at the record store I was at, and I wound up having to pick up uh, other stuff instead, but I was very happy with my other purchases. I think I picked up Shocking Blue and Courtney Barnett. So we'll move on to news of April, April 1st, April Fool's Day. Uh, I, re- I know this White. one. I know this one. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. They announced... The vault package for Trout Mask Replica, which yep. I was certain was a joke. I was certain <laughs> it was a joke. And everybody's and think- dissecting it on the groups. You see, sorry, too bad. It's a joke because they zoomed in on the serial number of this uh, record that hasn't been pressed yet. So obviously it wasn't the mock up. Yeah, I could. James, I thought for sure it was a joke. It was nope. not a joke. <laughs> it was not a joke. They released in in partnership with the Zappa Family Trust the album Trout Mask Replica by by Captain Beefheart and his magic band. They announced it on April Fool's Day and uh yeah, it's good good stuff. Uh, I know you got it. I I did. I'm going to have to take it for another spin. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to it as a uh, a meditation on Captain Beefheart cuz I just don't I never he's not a go-to for me and I've He's a little avant-garde for me, but I, I enjoyed it. And, and as we put it to Mr. Ben Blackwell in our interview, I interpreted it more as like Jack giving us one of his favorite albums and saying like, here, here, listen to this. So, yeah. Yeah. And also you get to hear some songs that the White Stripes covered, like China Pig. Yes. And- April 2nd, Boarding House Reach debuts at number one. Top current album at number one. Current physical album number one. Current rock album number one. Overall Billboard top album number one. Top album with T overall one. LP vinyl albums number one. Current alternative album number one. Album core genre rock number one. And in Canada, it was number one. I think a lot of this had to do 
with the ticket sales fact that people buying tickets for the shows yeah. would get free CDs of Boarding House Reach, which do count towards sales of the album. <laughs> but regardless of which, even if it was a scheme, it worked because he hit number one quite a bit. I didn't realize it, it was a Billboard number one album. That's great. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Uh, McCartney did the same thing, by the way, with um, Egypt Station. I think I'm getting a CD copy of Egypt Station. I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this was Jack's third consecutive chart-topping debut for a solo release and his biggest sales week for a rock album in 2018 and second overall. Uh, we're very proud of Cousin Jackie. We all are, Paul. April 16th, yeah. Jack White will go on Saturday Night Live to play a couple songs and star in a skit that was very funny. We'll get to that in a Trash Tongue television episode. Yeah, but, I, um, I would just like to say I was sober at a bar watching this live as it happened with a group of people who were perplexed by the Jack, but who thought over and over and over was fine. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Quickly, some events in Detroit on the 5th, Russell Brakefield... Reading with friends played at the Cass Corridor and the seventh in Nashville. Malcolm Voltaire, the Blackson and Rue Marquise played live at Third Man. On the twelfth in Detroit, Reckless Eric played live. On the fourteenth, Bonnie Dune played live in Detroit. Mm. On the fifteenth, Third Man Books started a, a podcast. That's cool. Called, I didn't know that. It's called Poetry Reading Celebrating Reverb which I have to imagine we had something to do with. Oh, of course. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. <laughs> but I feel like they were like, kids these days love podcasts. Yeah. Look at these two goofballs who make fun of me habitually. <laughs> Did they go on a tear about Takashi 6 9 On the 15th as well, Classic Album Sundays was in the Blue Room. On the 18th, the cast store, Jack White, did a free show for Vault members which was pretty cool stuff. On the 19th in Nashville, Liz Ann with Ian Ferguson was live at Third Man Blue Room. On the 20th in Detroit, there was an evening with San Francisco's legendary Cockettes. And on the 21st was Record Store Day. Escapism with Steph Chura was live at Third Man Cast Corridor. Very cool. Let's move to May. Paul, this Let's... episode's gonna be long. On May 4th, Dinosaur Jr.'s Going Down, backed with Tiny, was released as a Blue Room single, the first Blue Room single in quite a while. Cool. Uh, May 4th as well, No Joy's Hawaii, backed with Hair, Terret Lies, was uh, released as well, another Blue Room single. May 7th, Shirt releases his new video for Woman is God. Okay. Um, May 18th, the over and over and over black vinyl wide release uh, was put out. Previously, only exclusively tricolor. I uh, but do now... have the I do have the tricolor of that. I, a friend of the a friend of the show uh, picked one up for me. It was very yes. Nice. And then uh, in news, Jack was on Colbert. Uh, he did a couple songs as well as doing a skit with with Stephen Colbert. He did jingle more of the way, which we talked about in our Trash Tongue Television Part Two episode, I believe. Mm. Events, real quick. Power Trip, Sheer Mag Fury, Red Death Live was at uh, Nashville's Blue Room. I think that was a bunch of different bands, but there you go. It was on the second. (laughs) Four people survived. (laughs) The 19th in Detroit, This Is The Kit was live. May 29th, U2 visits Third Man Records to uh, record live performances of Love Is Bigger Than Anything In Its Way and Red Flag Day. Yeah, I think Uh, uh, Jack or somebody on the vault chat recently alluded to more U2 third man record stuff coming out. So I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think they were alluding actually to this because oh, it, was to this. A, I see. it was a direct to acetate ah, recording 
and it was done in the storefront instead of the blue room. This was done after their appearance at the Bridgestone Arena, and it was streamed live on Facebook. Neat. It's really great being in Nashville, Bono said after <laughs> recording. People are really good to us. And then, Third Man Records is such a temple, you know, to music. Good. I'm happy. I'm happy Jack and the Edge stayed friends. And then he added, would you like something on your phone? And Jack <laughs> is like, that's why I don't have this. <laughs> Jack White had to put all of Bono's phones in yonder pouches. He had so many. <laughs> all all just to hold different albums. Mm-hmm. Lastly, in May, on the 31st, the Punch Brothers were live in Nashville at the Blue Room. Move on to June. Ooh. Just chugging right along, Paul. The releases in June. The first release was Greek folk music compilation, Kitsos Harisiadatis. Yeah, yeah, I believe that's it. Ki- Anthony Kitsos Sudeikis. Harisiadatis Lament in a Deep Style. 1928 to 1931. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, just really quickly here, Jack White is touring throughout all of this. And so so they're just releasing all the Greek albums that they can while but, Jack can't find them. But all this tour, all this stuff, all this stuff that's going on is set against the backdrop of a world tour that is underway. Yes. Um, yeah, because I saw him in on. June at Arroyo Seco. So, yeah, Jack just overarching in the background. Jack is... On a world tour. <laughs> Doing stuff, having fun, yeah. having himself a party, having fun Friday, Friday. Yep. Gotta get down on Friday. Get June down 15th, on they release Sandy, in parentheses, Alex G, live at Third Man Records record. We're going to move on to news now. June 18th, Jack announces new tour dates, so the tour is extended now, well into the year. Yeah. Uh, into November, I believe. June 25th, Jack releases... Uh, his releases so far video where he goes over all the things yes. that they've released since the beginning of the year. I love those. So basically everything I just said is moot. If you just want to watch that video, there you go. Jack is wordlessly just showing all of these records because there are so many. There's a reason I'm kind of breathless right now and it's because this stuff is just happening yeah. this year. It's a big year. Big year. Now we're on to events. Third Man Books has an event at City Lights on the 7th on the 11th of june in nashville broken social scene plays live at third man in the blue room that's awesome i yeah. did not realize they were still around and i really used to like them <laughs> that's very cool <laughs> to quote third man's website epic panoramic and intimate all at the same time broken social scene are the ideal artists to soundtrack a monday evening happening uh, if you've never heard uh, broken social scene i would really just like to recommend their track anthems for a 17 year old girl i lived yes. by that song for a while it's uh wonderful it's uh it, it i love that song my old roommate Corey was a huge broken social scene fan 
And when I told him I liked them, he was like, oh, man, what do you like? And I said, Anthems of a 17-Year-Old Girl. He's like, oh, that's a great song. Do you like this thing? And I'm like, I really only know Anthems of a 17-Year-Old Girl. I'm very sorry. I, I, I lied to you about being cool. I only know this one song. It's a great song, though. And then he moved out. <laughs> June 17th in Nashville, Russell Brakefield reading with friends is in the Third Man Records storefront. On June 26th, Third Man Books presents Happy Hour Fiction Reading. June 29th, there's a Third Man Takeover at Social London, which uh, was curated by Third Man Records. The Social had performances by London noise pop deconstructionists Yak which we've heard uh, before. We've we've had them, were signed on to Third Man Records about the same time as Wolf Eyes. Mm-hmm. And they headlined that along with Swamp Meat Family Band, Third Man DJs, DJ World Fuzz was on the ones and twos quote mm-hmm. from this. Yeah. With Garage and Psych from around the world. Anyway, that was June. Whew. Let's move on to July, Paul. Sure. Releases in July. July. July 13th, they released Give Me My Flowers, powerhouse gospel music from the 50s and 60s on Nashboro Records. Cool. They said, after almost two full years of researching, sourcing, planning, and designing, Third Man Records is honored to present Give Me My Flowers, a compilation album of some of the most explosive, rare, and life-affirming cuts from Nashville's far too underrepresented gospel label, Nashboro Records. Mm. On the 16th, the Corporation video premieres, Paul, this wacky video uh, that features, features Jack White in his many different iterations all through different people he is basically the the movie split in this uh it's it's yes and it's it's great i got to see it on the big screen when uh, i went to see the healing at the anthem movie at the ace hotel here in los angeles and they they played this entire video on the big movie screen beforehand and it was really cool to see in that setting it's it's an interesting video very jack whiteian it has that thing you were saying you like so much which is jack white looking at himself in a mirror uh and it's slightly distorted and warped yeah yes july 16th brad wenzel the comedian releases his comedy album sweet nothings and the final release in july was july 23rd the wide release of the corporation video on youtube as opposed to just title, which it was on before. Mm. And behind-the-scenes footage was released on title exclusively. The director of the video uh, said, There is only one artist I know who would be brave enough to allow me to do an idea like this, and it's Jack White. I feel lucky that he and his team trusted me to fully explore the vision I had for this. Uh, it's been a very special ride. Very nice. News in July. Not much, but July 2nd. Live in Nashville, live in Detroit Vault was announced. Yes. Which also included a flag for those of you who are flag enthusiasts. Yeah, that I hung up at my cubicle before it occurred to me that it's gigantic. (laughs) I I was approached quietly by each of my bosses individually. Hey, what does that flag mean? (laughs) I eventually took it down. I'll put something else fun up. It was huge. It was a huge flag, and it's it was on my flag. cubicle. It's three by and five, I, I believe. My cube is right in front of a conference room, and so everyone <laughs> using that conference room coming in or out was forced to see it. And it's big, huge, and like black, and everything else is sort of white pastel tone, so it stood out, and it's gigantic. Did I mention it's gigantic? Uh, some of the events in July. July 3rd was the Nashville Blood Drive. July 7th, 
Immersion was live in Detroit at the Cast Corridor July 11th. Concert of Colors was at the Cast Corridor July 12th. Janelle Monet's Dirty Computer, an emotional picture, yes. was in Nashville. Yeah, they uh, they showed that. That was that's cool. Janelle Monet's amazing. If you've never, I if you've never, never have, done the dive. I'm gonna go. Hot. I'll hot, give it a spin. Hot fire. She collaborates with Brian Wilson. I don't think it's on that record, but that's she's a... great. And her and Saint Vincent are friends, and it makes me happy. July 15th. Third Man Records presents a Nashboro Records night where they went over some of the great stuff from Nashboro Records. July 21st, there was a poetry convoy as well as July 22nd, another poetry convoy, both of those in Nashville. And on the 25th was the Detroit Blood Drive for Third Man Records. And from there, we move on to August, Paul. Oh, where I could taste it. Summer's getting hot. I could taste it. Summer's getting real hot. Yeah. I could taste it. We're almost there. Some of the releases in August. Serration Pulse. Self-titled EP album comes out on August 10th. I thought you said Paul's self-titled EP. (laughs) It's like, I did? (laughs) Yes, you did. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Serration Pulse's self-titled EP album was released on August 10th. August seventeenth, mm-hmm. Ice Station Zebras backed with Corporation. The single was released, so the final single for the Boarding House Reach album was released. Basically, every song off the album was now in a single, with the exception of a "What's copy. Done Is Done" and yeah. a couple others. A bullion, a crazy. I wish we got new B sides with this album. It's one of the I think we're all few gripes that, I yeah. have with it. Yeah. It's, I mean, they did the same thing with the Dead Weather, and they're seeming like they're going to do the same thing with the new Rack and Tour stuff. It's kind of annoying, the double A-side thing. Yes. Uh, August 21st, Quintron's Weather Warlock Path to Complete Totality vinyl was released. Mr. Warlock, if you please! It's a 12-inch. Uh, if you don't remember what that was... This is the album that was recorded during the solar eclipse of 2017, uh, and this is the first anniversary of it, and it's released finally. Yes. To, to quote Third Man Records, as the temperature dropped, the sky darkened, and the sun's glow became but a blinding outline. The hypnotic drone soundtrack was piped through Nashville's Pie Town neighborhood, mercifully uh, well placed along the path of totality, creating a completely immersive experience for spectators' eyes, ears, and souls. Mics were run from Third Man's roof down to our Blue Room studio, cutting this A-side, an 18-minute moment of cosmic climax. Oh, mm. The B-side, a similar recording of the weather warlock responding musically to a hailstorm in New Mexico. Please call me winter. August 24th, Sleep's Leagues Beneath single was released mm-hmm. on 12-inch vinyl, which had a uh, cool etching on the was the b-side was really detailed etching cool similar to fly farm blues had an etching pokey lafarge had a similar one for record store day last year Mm. august 31st the wide release of broken man backed with singing a new song by josh headley was was put out previously only a record store day exclusive cool the events in august punk rock in detroit panel discussion and documentary clips was in detroit on the fourth in nashville on the sixth little ugly Maine, and tommy wright the (laughs) third We're live at Third Man Records. Uh-huh. A Giant Dog was live at the Cass Corridor in Detroit, the band that had opened for Jack White a couple times on the road. A Giant Dog, I can only think of as Clifford, though they are much more hardcore than that. In Nashville on the 15th, uh, Third Man Records, Franz Ferdinand was live at the Blue Room. Ooh. On the 16th, A Giant Dog was live at the Blue Room as well in Nashville. And in Detroit on the 17th, A Moms equals Algebra Mothers LP release party with special guests 
and Keep On Trash DJs was there on the 17th. Also in August, yes. I met Jack White. Yes. Oh, Paul met Jack White. At the Battle of the Beach. I, I didn't go into any of the war stick stuff. Well, oh, man, that's I'm okay. such a we, fool. That, uh, worth, uh, worth mentioning, uh, the Battle of the Beach, one of the war stick sandlot uh, baseball games that uh, Jack played, uh, along with uh, war stick founder Ben Jenkins and several others. Uh, along different stops on his tour, and you can hear all about that in the What I Did on My Summer Vacation episode, which I believe is episode 79. Anyway, let's move on to September. Woo! All right. Releases in September. On the 7th, Liz Ann releases Take It Back Back with Overnight as a Live at Third Man Records single. September 7th as well, Kevin Morby puts out his Live at Third Man Records single, Destroyer Back with Black Flowers. To September 21st, Jack White puts out his Kneeling at the Anthem live concert film and it premieres on the 21st on Amazon Prime Video, and he also releases an EP on Amazon featuring live cuts of Corporation over and over and over, Blunderbuss, Ice Station Zebra, Connected by Love, and Icky Thump, all of them uh, from the film as well. Ten seconds! You were at the screening of this film. We will get to that soon. Okay. This uh, this film is great. You all should watch it. I'm rushing through this now, but yeah, <laughs> good movie. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Done by the same uh, fellows who did uh, Emmett Malloy. Great, yeah, the Malloys who did Under Great White Northern Lights. Uh, September 21st, A Moms Equals Algebra Mothers was released on Third Man Records. They were a they were comprised of Gerald Collins, Ralph Valdez, Deanna Balton, and Kristen. Ragoff from Detroit's Cast Tech High School, where Jack White was an alum. They made their professional cool. debut in 1977, and in 1979 they released the weirdly incredible Strawberry Cheesecake backed with Modern Noise 7-inch on their own Aftertaste Records, uh, which Third Man Records will reissue at some point, but Third Man got their hand on this stuff, uh, and it's their second release ever. Anyway, Very cool. they, they were touting this up. I've never heard it, but their name is weird, and I like it. <laughs> September 25th, they release their first in a series of Behind the Blue Room videos, which are origin stories that are kind of delving into some stuff that's in the Behind the Blue series book, and they release a, a series on YouTube. That, that's a YouTube video where he talks about smoke fairies, right? 
yes. the gas town. Uh, it's great insight into that. Loved learning more about that because I love that Smoke Fairy single so much. I loved it so much I bought one of their albums. It's, it, they're very, very good. Uh, very slow, sort of dirgy, quieter than a Bell and Sebastian. It, like early Bell and Sebastian, but sadder and slower <laughs> somehow. Oh. Oh, but it's right. it's moody, but it's it's good moody. And the gas t- the the single they did with Third Man isn't quite as moody as their album is. It's got a little more vibrancy to it, I'd say. The last release in September, September twenty eighth, Father John Misty releases his live at Third Man Records. Yes, Man. I saw a clip from that. He seemed very good humored. He seems nice. Got me a little misty eyed. Uh, woof, woof, bad indeed. On uh, <laughs> September fourth, Freak Heat Waves was live at Third Man Records in the Cast Corridor. On September sixth, Carl Dean was in Nashville. On September 12th, there was the Lightning 100 and Pilgrimage Music Festival's Food Drive in Nashville on the 12th. Margot Price did a signing and giveaway on the 13th in Nashville. Yeah, she played on the roof, right? Yes, she did. Yeah. They extended Margot's stay at the, at Nashville, and that, that included the, the roof concert. <laughs> was the Third Man Records Americana Fest. On the 15th, Joshua Headley was live at Third Man Records Cast Corridor. On the 16th, Brad Wenzel was live at the Cast Corridor. On September 18th, a special all-ages premiere screening of the film Kneeling at the Anthem was held in Los Angeles at the Ace yes. Hotel and included a Q&A with director Emmett Loy and Paul was in attendance to this limited event. I was. I posted some video to our Facebook page. Uh, we'll do a proper fell in love with the show about this at some point, but I was there with Sam Kubert, and we had a wonderful time. And uh, as I say, uh, I, d- I did ask a question during the Emmett Malloy Q&A. It was a great experience. I'm really thankful to Third Man for that experience. It was it was a lot of fun. It was like seeing a, another Jack Live show, a little more comfy. Nice. I was really jealous you were able to go to that because it, it looked pretty neat and from there we move on to october the spookiest of all months paul released in october margot price releases on october 9th her amazon original song leftovers produced by matt ross so good really really good the uh music video is really good the song is really good good stuff october 11th a new behind the blue series video uh which was about Dwayne and dex romweber ah october 12th yak is back with their new song uh, and video, Bellyache. October 12th, Tanzania Albinism Collectives released their debut single, White African Power, We Live in Danger, Backed with Stigma Everywhere. Um, Sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> some news in October. Uh, on October 8th, Paul, Tours Vault announced, and we get word for the first time that the Tours are back together. 
Huge, Amazing. huge moment. Yeah. Satisfying. The vault that is announced will have some of that new music. Woo! The first new songs in 10 years from recent sessions. Which at the time of this recording, we're about to hear tomorrow. <laughs> a couple. Yeah, uh, the, I know. Two of those songs. I was hoping to have the vault uh, to hear the songs uh, before this, but uh, alas, it did not happen. In more news, October 18th in Nashville scenes best of newspaper they featured third men records a bunch of times uh, including the best country album being joshua headley's mr jukebox uh, best rock single over and over and over best homecoming margo price the rhyme and best show with no cell phones jack white at third man and best level up bully at third man <laughs> cool and october 26th they announced their first live seven inches from cast corridor which is pretty cool first time that's ever happening escapisms crime wave rock and this is kits cold and got colder singles were announced nashville scene had talked about this uh but october 19th third man <laughs> photo studio is officially open accepting film from customers worldwide they're cool. opening a nashville photo studio and lab basically had a soft launch in the summer which it accepted which it now accepts film via mail from photographers and they uh they have darkroom staff that specialize in photographic film development and analog print it's behind the walls of the blue room so that's that's interesting that's awesome as they say completely free of pixels and ink oh and they convert digital images into physical negatives too so if you want those you can you can do that <laughs> uh it's funny i was just listening to a podcast uh talking about uh vinyl and why on earth on god's green earth you would ever want a vinyl pressing of a digitally recorded piece of music and actually there is a legitimate answer for that and it's very simple is that the waveforms on the vinyl cannot be the bricks that are often the waveforms on digital releases as a result of the aftermath of the loudness wars so much of the leveling is crazy thick and there's no variation on a lot of digital files not everyone but on some of them uh the, hmm. and uh, and so but on the vinyl they have to do that or the needle would fly off of the record so i, I imagine huh. there are similar advantages to um uh, film versus digital although I, I i am not versed in what those advantages might or might not be yeah i don't know either but I mean, even if it's just for kitsch value and yes. something, yes. or to have a physical copy of a digital thing, you know, yeah. it's something. Mm -hmm. uh, they also opened their Blue Room facility for limited bookings as a photo studio, so that's pretty, pretty neat stuff. I'll go through some limited events. I won't go through all of them. On October 4th, it's Cassette Store Day. They release a Sleep the Sciences limited edition black cassette tape, uh, as well as the White Stripes' first three albums on standard cassette tapes. Good. I'm happy. I'm very happy for them. We're all happy for them. <laughs> Escapism plays live in the Blue Room in Nashville on October 26th. The MC 50th New Zenta New Year was on Devil's Night, October 30th, 2018, in celebration of 50 years of the band MC5. It's the 50th anniversary of their live performance of their debut album, Kick Out the Jams, which was recorded in two nights over Devil's Night and Halloween in 1968 at Detroit's historic Grand Ballroom. Third Man Records cast quarter hosts MC50 for an intimate rock and roll experience in celebration of this historic event. MC50 will do a live performance of the entire album, start to finish, featuring MC5 founder Wayne Kramer, Billy Gould, 
uh, of Faith No More, Marcus Durant of Zen Gorilla, Kim Tail of Soundgarden, and Brendan Canty of Fugazi, and special guest advisors Matt Cameron of Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and Don Wass. So that's pretty cool, and they captured it all direct to acetate. Neat. And then lastly, Nashville Aura Aura played on the 30th and 31st. To November, Paul. Lightning round. Months. Lightning yeah. round. <laughs> Releases. November 9th, Bill Callahan, live at Third Man Records, was released. November 9th, Why, live at Third Man Records, was released. Why is November great. 20th. November 23rd, Black Friday had releases of the White Stripes' Icky Thump, which was now officially a third man official catalog number before it, it, it was on Warner Brothers and it had now lapsed and gone into third man's custody. Which we learned about on our Ben Blackwell interview. Yes, it's their standard black vinyl release of Icky Thump. They also released A-Side, of course, Michigan Garage compilation, two early John Lee Hooker compilations, three chess records, seven entry issues, and, uh, yeah, you can get those on Record Store Day. Uh, November 30th, Joshua Headley released I Miss Spending Christmas With You, a new Christmas song released as an Amazon original. Paul is head over heels for Headley. <laughs> Some limited events in November. There was the Turkey Drive. <laughs> uh, we don't on November have time 5th. for Carl. We don't have time for Carl. <laughs> The Dodos were live at Third Man and Cast Quarter on November 7th. Uh, David Nance was live at Third Man Records Cast Quarter on the 8th. November 20th, Jack would play his hometown homecoming show in Nashville at the Bridgestone Arena with Margot Price and Josh Headley. Good stuff there. If I will, in attendance, I believe. And I, I yes, think Kate, we go over Kate went as well. Uh, November 29th, there, at, there was the Third Man Blood Drive. Third Man Records, Blood Drive, for all the Draculas in the audience, I guess. December, Paul. Ooh. We're in the month that we're in right now, so let's go over the releases that are in right now. December 14th, the Detroit Cobras released their first new music since 2008 with yeah. What More, backed with I Can't Go Back. That's cool. Fresh off a tour with MC50, and were inspired to judiciously cherry-pick two soul rarities to record and press in Detroit. That's awesome. I just recently got into the Detroit Cobras. They're great. It's good stuff. December 15th, the rest of the Laughing Hyenas reissues come out. Life of Crime, Hard Times, and Crawl covers. So more more Laughing Hyenas. And December 18th, which, breaking the fourth wall, is today, Paul. <laughs> Lily, May, Lily May releases her The Christmas Letter uh, song. What? It's a Christmas song about Santa. Are you Santa. serious? Oh, it's really, no, I gotta it's really get this. Sad. It's really sad, and I love it. Can't wait. Um, I was just li- I just listened to her whole body of work the other day. I listened to both albums and all the van recordings, and I was reminded how much I do I do genuinely like Lily Mae stuff.
tell you what, I really missed having some new Lily Mae to listen to, and this song really scratched that itch. Uh, I, I sat down with Ariel, and we, we listened to it together, and Ariel and I talked about the song and how much we liked it, and it was good stuff. Good times. Awesome. On December 7th, some news of, in December. Margot Price earns the Best New Artist 2019 Grammy nomination. Not New Country so, uh, Artist, not a, just New Artist. That's awesome. That's such artist, a, yeah. so fantastic. Distinction she deserves... And hopefully she wins. She also announced she was pregnant that day, I think, too. Yes, I believe so. Yes. Some events that happened in December. Detroit, Noel Knight 2018 was in Cass Corridor on December 1st. In Nashville on December 6th, Ada Victoria did a Delta Blues Christmas. On the 12th, Sleep was live at Nashville. Anyway, Paul, that's been 2018. Who knows what's going to come out in the next few days. Well... You, well, you we, are, we, do, we do know there's two raconteur songs that are not out yet at the time of this recording, but will be out by the time that it is released, and we're very excited about those and can't wait. Yeah, we can't foresee the future, but it's looking great. It's looking bright. Looking bright. third people this week what do you say let's get to our third oh man but we have time let's do it we would like to welcome back to the program after the money is gone tobias and julia thank you so much for joining us on the show thanks thank for you. having us thank you very much yeah thanks for coming back on it's been what a year at this point since you got a year like yeah. yeah about a year yeah and when last we spoke to you, you were the first non-label act pressed at Third Man Pressing in Detroit. But you've, you you had teased to us last time that there was an album in the works. And you're back uh, on the show this week to talk about said album, Wishes. It's uh, Saturday, January 19th. This is our 19th. big release party in Detroit. Yeah. In Oof. Ferndale, which is Detroit adjacent. <laughs> yes, we've heard we've heard tale of Ferndale uh, yeah. in some of our discussion with various Detroit musicians. Ferndale seems to be sort of the uh, the the next logical place to go. The, the suburbs, right? Is that the it's, suburbs? It's the next suburb north of the city itself. Okay, yeah, All right. it's, cool. it's where I live, and uh, a lot of Detroit musicians live there as well. Uh, well, you know, I guess let's start talking about some of the tracks on the album. I guess I, I've had the uh, I've had the opportunity to listen to it a few times. Really love the record. Uh, in fact, "Wishes" is my favorite track, which is just a badass tune. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about uh, how that one came about, and um, you know, uh, I guess give us a little bit of background for the album as well? Sure. So the song Wishes itself uh, was an instrumental with a uh, uh, previous bass player and drummer who I credit mm-hmm. who I credit on the vinyl. 
um, and are aware that uh, this track is going on the album. We all kind of said, you know, if we ever use this song, which had a variety of names, we're each going to, it's okay for everyone to use it and we're each going to get credit. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah. it was the last song that we were putting together before people moved across the state. Um, oh, I see. Okay. I've lost many drummers to LA or, or to, Cal- <laughs> to California in general. <laughs> Sorry um, about that. So um, that one's been sitting around uh, when it was time to use it um, and add it to the act. That's when I finally wrote the lyrics. Oh, okay. And obviously the song wishes is in the, the lyric wishes is in the song uh, wishes. And the song itself is about your your ship having sailed mm-hmm. already yeah um and that relates to um you know cranking away with a nine to five and letting your dreams kind of go in your back pocket so the song is about wishes and uh the album is obviously called wishes to uh but more in a positive light that uh sure you know we're doing the things that that matter to us and uh so to be able to have a an album of um music that uh, we enjoy playing and the production quality we're very happy with it's all you know as though a, a wish has come to fruition yeah I, nice. I was gonna say uh the cover art the child on the cover uh that's that definitely softens the ship has sailed tone and makes it a much more hopeful <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing so i think mission accomplished there i was going to mention the production is absolutely gorgeous on this thing uh the sound you're getting out of the the guitar i mean i'm thinking of one track in particular um um, as I consult my notes here, dictaphone. Oh, so that's one of so my di- favorites as well. So dictaphone has got and and. Forgive me, I know this comparison isn't a one-to-one, but I almost got a little bit of William Tyler on it in a way where it's this sort of, uh, I don't know, you're like weaving a web out of these melodies that are repeated, uh, in, in but the actual sound quality on the guitar is just absolutely gorgeous. Can you tell us a little bit about that song and a little bit about what went into the production on this? Yes. Uh, I, was, I had a nine-to-five job at that time, and... A friend of mine had a brother at Radical Media, and they had heard one of our songs and said they wanted more for a 2005 MTV2 production called Battlegrounds. And so um, I faked sick at Calden to work, (laughs) and I hammered out 11 tracks that day, all instrumentals. And what I did was I used a song that I had recorded on a dictaphone years prior when I was mm-hmm. just fiddling around and I knew I had something. So I, the only recording device I had handy was my dictaphone. Now, now for, forgive me for the people who don't know <clears throat> myself. I was about uh, to what? furiously Google what that was. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> forgive me. Right. So when the early caveman, uh, <laughs> it is a, uh, it is a device that historically used a micro audio tape and when professionals didn't want didn't know how to do their own typing they would talk into this thing and they would hand the cassette to their secretary 
so it's called dictating and they would type up listening to their employer's words yes (laughs) yes i think i've seen that on mad men got it yeah (laughs) that's just how old we are (laughs) (laughs) so i took that track which was in seven eight and i i think i changed it to six eight and then i wrote another piece on top of it and if you listen Uh to the lyrics to that song it talks about till one part one is not alone them describing adding the two musical parts together in creating this song which was originally called gwh because i was really big into the goodwill hunting soundtrack at that time Uh, and i was so excited about what i had written i dare say it was good enough to go on there you know (laughs) dare say um yeah but we changed i changed it to dictaphone about six months ago just so that it was um you know sometimes you change song titles just so they they're more uh identifiable based on the lyrical content yeah. sure 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 i wanted yeah, people to know we were singing this the word dictaphone <laughs> <laughs> well, also you know it's it's a word that you don't hear often i like those kinds of uh, i don't know esoteric words that you you might not hear every like uh, Land, jack Land white Line. has a, a vuncular uh you know uh, histrionic like the i don't know it's it's always fun i try and squeeze a vuncular in conversation like once a year like that's my goal and in fact i accurately used it the other day there's a restaurant over here in los angeles where all your drummers eat um called the smokehouse which is this really sort of old timey Hollywood restaurant and I and I was telling somebody how much I love the place but I couldn't quite put it into words and I really I think I love that place like an uncle and so I feel I feel very avuncular toward that restaurant uh, going back to dictaphone for a moment yeah. who did the strings on that the strings are absolutely lovely on that song you want to take that yeah uh, we have a few local musicians and I don't even know if they're out of college yet but there's a university in the city called Wayne State University uh-huh. I think Ben mm-hmm. mentioned yeah. it a couple weeks back on your show mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty everybody knows Wayne State around here. But cello is a musician named Gavin Langley, uh-huh. local musician. He also worked on our track, Elliot Smith. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What band I wanted to Gavin? get into that a bit. Yeah. Gavin is in a few bands, but the one I know him from is called Cabin 7. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, is that the full name? What's the full? I forgot. I know it's something. It's like Cabin 7 and the Horny Boys or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's a ska band, so it's Kevin Seven and the Horny Boys. I, wow, that is because they play horn. Because there's horns. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. it's good. Let me. Can I say? Can I say? Didn't even didn't even occur to me at first. I was just like, okay, at least they're being upfront. You know, that's fine. You may as well just own it. You know, you may as well just own Detroit, it. Detroit, we're very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, well. Let's let's talk about Elliot Smith for a moment. Uh, clearly, there is a uh, an admiration for the man. I love Elliot Smith too. I, mm-hmm. I when I heard Stupidity tries for the first time, I was like, oh my god, someone made this kind of music mm-hmm. at that time because it just he had passed me by when I was of the age that he was making music, and and I I caught up with him. Oh, must have been like two thousand eight or something. So it's way after the fact, but boy, that spoke to me and his songs. You know, there's there's a couple I'm thinking of in particular. I think Baby Britain and um, Needle in the Hay. A, yeah, Needle that, in the Hay, Bled, Bled White. Yeah. Calling some friend, trying to cash some check. He's acting dumb, 
That's what you've come to expect. You'll in the hay. You'll in the hay. You'll in the hay. Bled White is, is uh, oh my God, it's just so damn good. So I, I developed an admiration for him sort of later on down the line. A, a good friend of mine, Stephen Scott, has been on the show before. He's a huge fan. I think he actually named his son after Elliot Smith. <laughs> anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about how Elliot Smith was maybe an inspiration for you, because when you hear the song, you can sort of feel it, but uh, you, you kept it a little universal uh, in the lyric, uh, which, I, which I appreciated, by the way. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about his inspiration on your music? Yeah, I um, I recall someone telling me about Elliot Smith uh, when his albums were being reviewed and either Rolling Stone or Spin or, or, or something smaller yeah. and more specialized. Um, and yeah, and also a friend of mine when Goodwill Hunting came out with the soundtrack. And um, I kind of listened. I had trouble, uh, you know, being recommended music gen- generally. But uh, admittedly, I was in a Starbucks, and uh, <laughs> Waltz, Waltz, Waltz came on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. And I felt so conquered mm-hmm. by that song and floored. And I even, the lyrics in Elliot Smith even mentioned that directly, uh, that I, I felt like if I listened on, I would break. And immediately i bought four cds of (laughs) of his and so much of it is just such beautiful music and every time i come back to it because you know how you revisit bands in their entirety sure sure. uh, you know you you listen to three albums just to get back in that zone Mm. every time i go back to it i have a new experience and uh one one experience included when i was training for a half marathon (laughs) <laughs> Believe it or not, you you know, I used to think I needed to listen to Rage Against the Machine or, or you know, stuff with Drive or... To know, pump you up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Postal Service is great for running. But oddly enough, <laughs> yeah. Elliot Smith, even though it doesn't have the momentum, takes you away from what you're doing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you can get um, into that Rushmore state of mind, yeah. like you're in a... Wes Anderson Wes film. Anderson movie, yeah. yeah. Just kind of jogging yeah. along with this background music. <laughs> In yeah. a blazer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the key point is that um, the first time I ever got in my now wife's car, I picked up what was in her player, and it was Elliot Smith. Oh, nice. Oh, that's great. That's really nice. That's sweet. Well, it's a beautiful song. It's, uh, you know, I so often those kinds of ode to an artist songs, uh, I find can become so hyper-specific that they don't really work. But this one, I thought uh, you, you handled very beautifully and... I mean, you're titling it Elliot Smith, but but the actual lyric and melody itself, you made your own. And I, I found after hearing that song, I went back, you know, the second listen through the album, and I was like, okay, I kind of get similar themes here. There's this sort of this undertone of kind of sadness, but you're finding beauty in the sadness and ways to accentuate it, which is kind of how I would describe how you two harmonize vocally. You know, Tobias, you handle a lot of the vocal chores, but Julia, you come in with these little bursts of sunlight um, through there. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about how you uh, divvy up the vocals, how you found your footing when it came to harmony, that sort of thing? You know, it just really (laughs) happened organically. Um, I think from the first moment that we even got together just to like see if this was going to even be a thing. Um, yeah, it was, it felt pretty immediate. Like, I don't know, just something clicked. 
something clicked. And, yeah. and his voice is kind of a very unique voice. Um, and just somehow whatever came out of me just really worked. The way that I approach vocals uh, as a harmonizer is I don't want to overpower the main vocals. I want it to be sort of like a seasoning, like a spice, mm -hmm. yeah. just to yeah. like enhance what is already there without overpowering that. And I think sure. we work on that. I think we do that in a very delicate and balanced way. I agree, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at a song like Pale and that, that one is a little more, I would say, evenly distributed between the two of you because mm -hmm. like it seems that the uh i guess the i guess the, my musical vocabulary is very mm -hmm. limited but i you know on, on sort of the chorus sort of the build of that song you're you know you're both sort of powering through and singing simultaneously and producing this lovely like sort of dichotomy mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's this darker side and the lighter side and mm -hmm. it just it just sounds so damn beautiful And Pale was was on your first single with Third Man, right? Was that? Was it that was. Yeah, it was one of the. It was the B side. Mm -hmm. It was the B side to Trip. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah you know, what? it's funny because that one spoke to me. I think a little bit more uh, at that time. <laughs> but let's let's transition it. Speaking of Third Man, let's talk a little bit about that. So you got. So as we, as we mentioned earlier on the call, you were the first non-label act to be uh, uh, pressed on Third Man Pressing, and this album has a special connection with Third Man Pressing as well. Uh, do you want to get into that a little bit? You want to tell us a little bit of the story there? I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I guess it kind of started from submitting our single to college radio time and time again they said we only accept full albums mm -hmm. and on top of that that's weird yeah that's a weird thing <laughs> uh and not and, <laughs> and and rarely vinyl if that we also had plenty of people who said they want more uh mm -hmm. including uh that huff post article we had more yeah, we, have sure. to, we had a bunch of he's <laughs> sure been writing since he was 16 so we've got a ton of songs in our arsenal and julia yeah. had the idea of a kickstarter to make it more uh of a, of a reality because it's not an inexpensive process if you want it to sure. sound really good and you want to right you want the whole package to be something people want to own mm -hmm. so we started the kickstarter and uh, that promotional video is still up on youtube you know the short of it is that you know we reached out to every human being we've ever encountered in our life <laughs> and they donated uh going back to people i knew from third grade and hadn't talked to um oh, man. it's amazing how supportive people can be and they remember they remember who you were when you were eight mm -hmm. or nine <laughs> and uh we hit we hit the goal and uh one of the the key elements was to only use Michigan companies for every part of the uh, production. Sure. And we told people it would be out 
last winter and it'll be out this winter (laughs) (laughs) it's okay for a kickstarter honestly that is like extremely fast so i'm not being facetious at all like it it always takes a little bit longer than everybody expects and and that's actually really good um Mm -hmm. that's that's great though what was it like getting back in the studio like did you have these tracks already laid out and and demos or yeah for the most part we did yeah the um the freshest tracks for the band were, were Wishes, a different drumming progression on intro, because it was just straight 4-4 four, four before. And there was, I think there Elliot was a... Smith. Elliot Smith was new yeah. for the band as well. Yeah, some of these, like he's had on demos, and I've heard them, and I've been listening to them for the last few years, and I like them, but yeah. we don't do them all live. Like Wishes, yeah. we've, gotcha. we've never done live. <laughs> Elliot Smith. That's going to sound great live. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out January 19th. <laughs> and in truth, in truth, I am completely incapable of singing and playing that guitar uh, mm. at, this, ah. at the same time. So we are enlisting Dan Clark from the local band Eleonora. Nice. Nice. To join Aww. us for our release show. And, you know, we'll see what kind of availability and interest he has uh, going forward. <laughs> That's awesome. See how crazy we make him in the process of that <laughs> one show. <laughs> so Third Man pressed the actual vinyl itself. And, and before the call, we were talking a little bit. You mentioned they they pressed the sticker or they, they made the sticker. Not pressed the sticker. They made the sticker for it. Or Correct. I, you, you send them the artwork. Although they do have a fill- We designed the sticker. Yeah, we designed yeah. the sticker. Oh, okay, okay. And all of the images you're looking at on the jacket, on the sticker, that's all courtesy mm-hmm. of our very talented photographer, Amanda Matilla, Heart District. Heart District yeah. photography. So it's just a matter of modifying the photography and adding content. But yes, you send the artwork to Third Man Pressing and they essentially print out the sticker so that when it comes out of the the machines and it's ready they apply the sticker well it's not it's not actually a sticker it's not actually a sticker (laughs) it's it's (laughs) (laughs) so we've had the privilege of going to the third man pressing plant and seeing how they do it they invited us out last time we pressed the uh the seven inch vinyl and what it is is it molds right onto the vinyl so it's not like a sticky, peelable. I see. It becomes part of that record, and I like I to think call- I saw that in the in the video when they were doing yeah. the tour or something. That like it's like yeah, it's like a heat process, right, or something. Yeah. It's what I call like a waffling. <laughs> so yeah. you've okay. got the yeah, two yeah, plates, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it just sure. like you put the vinyl puck inside with the label on right. top of it, and you okay. waffle press it into your amazing <laughs> record. There you go. And then or, you pour or syrup and grill on it, it. whichever. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is a beautiful process. If any of your listeners haven't had a chance, I would recommend it. Taking the tour. Or even yeah, just yeah, watching yeah. through the, the view, the window at uh, the cast store. You can kind of see what they're doing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I know it's something me and Paul have been wanting to do for a little bit at this point. Um, yeah, sure. As Ben Backwell called us posers for not visiting, you know. Um, <laughs> that is awesome. Did you get a chance to see any of your records getting pressed with this? I know you said you, dur- during the tour that you got last time, was mm-hmm. did you get to see your single pressed? Yeah, they brought okay. us in and um, in detail explained exactly how they were doing it. It takes just a little over a minute to press mm-hmm. one. And it's a beautiful process. Yeah, nice. this time I think they're way busier mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and they've figured out we're way more annoying. 
<laughs> we did not yeah. get invited back yeah i, I think they're on the verge of figuring that out <laughs> that's gotta be something else though just seeing your your actual music being pressed oh it was uh, amazing to, to the puck i'm always interested in the the processes of making a product like that yeah. especially if it's your own product and then something special it was beautiful and then they actually played it on the overhead in the store Whoa, nice. so hearing our voices come out of jack white's speakers and his <laughs> his little domain was like a life-shattering moment for me that's awesome yeah that was just it's beautiful really cool. and everybody in the process has been great um jessica yeah. who handles our our orders and just every single person that we've encountered at third man have been awesome and i and i told her in a thank you email to her that uh, clearly they are far busier than they were a year ago and, <laughs> yeah yeah um, they're probably getting all sorts of orders from national and international and retro acts um but the customer service that she's giving a, a local detroit band is, is still exceptional and, and we think that's really awesome nice that's great i really envy being that close to the store and to the pressing plant and stuff it's pretty it's pretty amazing there yeah and it's kind of the reverse of the nashville store mm-hmm. so like the detroit storefront is big it's it's huge and then the back part the plant is pretty big but like the offices there's not much to it at the nashville store it's a tiny retail front but then there's a ton of stuff in the back mm-hmm. I had the privilege of touring the Nashville store in August. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So is, is there a difference in pressing the, the single versus the album? Was there a time difference with that? Because I would imagine it takes a little longer to make the mold, or did it seem just as quick? I think to gauge that, we would have had to have placed the order at the, at the same time because my impression is that they're very efficient right now. Yeah. Julia, I was going through and putting together photos for the Ben Blackwell uh, photo grouping that I was going to put on our social media and I was looking up pictures of Ben to to add to that list and I found one of you and Ben in there like it came up in Google so I was like I'm just gonna throw this in there yeah and I was like I should probably what so tell us a little bit about that you had a meeting with Ben Blackwell that's that's fantastic well yeah a little bit um yeah this past (laughs) August I I have family that live in Nashville uh-huh. So I was down there in the summertime uh, visiting family, and I had never been to the store. Yeah. So I took my 17-year-old niece, Lauren, for a day out in Nashville, and we went to the Nashville Third Man store and did a tour of like all the inner workings, the behind the scenes. Sure. And we were just lucky enough to have the tour curated by Ben Blackwell. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> like of anybody to show you around. Yeah. Because I mean, he knows absolutely everything about like Sure. And he knew he knew about her. Yeah, so uh, in the photo you probably saw me wearing the Atmeg t-shirt. Yeah, I did. That yes. was a that was a bold choice. Coincidence. <laughs> I, uh, I I thought long and hard over that wearing my own band t-shirt. Um, but uh, but fine. I went for You're it. Good. I went for it. And You got to you got to go for it. And so yeah. the whole tour like he had said, "Oh, where is everybody from?" and he he knew I was from Detroit. But didn't mention anything. And then at the end of the tour, he said, I'll be around, ask me questions. We'll take some pictures, um, buy some records. And I just sort of offhandedly said, I'm about to buy 
a whole bunch of records from you and then mentioned uh-huh. our wishes project uh, that yeah. we had not, I don't think we had submitted it to them yet, but like we were close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he was like, oh yeah, weren't you guys the first to press with us? And like my <laughs> jaw hit the floor <laughs> and I was like, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Leave I, it to Ben to remember everything. <laughs> every single thing, yeah. And for all those out there who have been disputing who was the first, go talk to Ben Blackwell. <laughs> ben knows best. And so I actually sure, had sure. a few copies with me of the single trip. And I was going to give him one. He's like, oh, I already have it. And oh, I'm, nice. again, <laughs> my jaw hit the floor. And he's like, I probably heard it before you did. <laughs> Which again blew my mind. That also, that also sounds like something. Every all of this track, all of this <laughs> sounds incredibly accurate. Yeah, and in that oh, moment, I was the coolest aunt on the planet to my <laughs> teenage niece. Oh, that's so great! But yeah, so Ben Blackwell has our forty-five. He'll probably get the full album because he knows everything that happens in the company. I don't yeah. think anything happens within the third man yep. universe that he is not aware of. He's the Santa sure. Claus of third man. Yes. <laughs> he sees the whole world while it's sleeping and it's a little terrifying. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's awesome story. Yeah. You want to tell them about our Christmas present? Oh, um, <laughs> is, is it, <laughs> I don't know how to preface that because it is, it definitely is a above and beyond gesture for someone you you don't know and who is a, a celebrity but okay I, I guess it started with going to jc penny and taking our christmas photo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> complete with like the ugly sweaters <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it was a lovely photo lovely <laughs> That experience yeah. alone was great because you've got all these families that are miserable waiting for their picture to be taken and employees that look miserable too. Uh, I don't think JC is going to carry our record, but um, <laughs> as soon as we showed up, they're like, you're the band, you're the band. We're so excited. And most of our members were excited. Yeah. Most, yeah. most that, of them. At that moment, yeah. up, up to that point, they were terrified. And even when we were buying the sweaters from the floor below before we returned them after the photograph. So we got the Christmas photo and uh, uh-huh. it, it was a success. And we thought about some sort of holiday thank you gesture to Jack White. And and of course, how would we get it to him? Yeah. And what happened was when we were um, giving our single to a Kalamazoo store, the store employee had a bunch of Jack White stories, including Jack <laughs> White coming to a bar in the area and Jack White purchasing a home in the area. And he basically told us where to find the home, which this is where it starts to sound a little creepy. <laughs> but uh, so, okay, we had a way to send something to one of his maybe vacation properties or local properties. And right. so then we're like, all right, well, if we're really going to do this, we should probably pick something that he appreciates. Did a little research and discovered that he is a collector of taxidermy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And the proud owner of a luchestic peacock, courtesy of Rob Jones. <laughs> so, Which is a fact ingrained in my brain. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So at that moment, we realized if we were going to give a gift to Jack White, it was going to be a dead animal. 
And <laughs> as one does. Yeah. yeah. That's, and uh, that's the creepiness didn't stop there. But um, it's, our it's a little like a cat, has, like a cat in the backyard, you know, like killing yeah. a mouse and bringing it in for the family. Yeah. They'll love this, I swear. And he's just crazy enough to think of these ideas. And I'm just crazy right. enough to let him see it through. Yeah, you're yeah, the enabler cool. in yeah, the situation. Right. I get it. The John, not I, I physically <laughs> went to the store and sent it. Yeah. You had the little bursts of sunshine to the insanity. So <laughs> the other thing we found out, I, I don't know if we knew he liked bats or bats just was the most available taxidermy. <laughs> it's from... what we could afford. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, small enough. We wanted to buy a Wolverine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So we purchased a taxidermied bat from a local market where, and a local seller he had actually purchased from before. That's what they said. Yeah. But here in Detroit, everybody's got like a, oh yeah, Jack White's been in here, Jack White, whatever. Was it a local bat, you said? It was it a local bat? (laughs) (laughs) Locally sourced bats. Okay. (laughs) The bat was on tour. All organic. (laughs) Yeah, cutting to the chase, bought a taxidermy bat and sent it to Jack White with a Christmas card. (laughs) As you you do. So was it mounted in a in a shadow box of any sort, or was it like I know he didn't just wrap up a, a dead bat. So it had a, was it in a on a in a display case of any of any variety? Um, no, we just wrapped it up and sent it. <laughs> in hindsight, I could have made it a little fancier, but it did come with this stand so it could hang upside down as bats do. Okay. <laughs> that's good because I'm, I'm just in my head i'm picturing now you like wrapping the the just the a dead bat onto your table just slowly wrapping it <laughs> wrapping it in tissue so basically you did a job where you wrapped up the dead animal and said dead bat do not eat yeah <laughs> no i do have an, an extra fun story so i had uh just moved into this house in ferndale with a, a roommate um somebody that tobias introduced me to and it was like over a holiday it was over thanksgiving weekend and i had bought it from the store you know wasn't we weren't going to mail it for a couple of weeks so i just put it somewhere in the house but i didn't tell her about it <laughs> and i just kept waiting for her to say something like this is just yeah. like maybe a month into you know living as roommates yeah they were just getting to know each other just getting to know <laughs> yeah, each yeah. other um, <laughs> it was beautiful. And uh-huh. like it was kind of halfway between our kitchen and our living room on a bookshelf. And I would like position myself so that she would have to like, it would be in her eye line as we were talking. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and the whole weekend she said nothing. Yeah. And I'm telling Tobias, I'm like, she didn't say anything about it. <laughs> Every day was like nothing yet. Yeah, nothing yet. Like I was gonna wait as long as possible to see if she yeah. was ever gonna mention this bat I just brought into our house. And, it's in our um, Craigslist roommate profile. Is bat exactly, friendly? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like who is at a certain this? point, you really could have busted out like uh, like you could have started dressing as like Lydia from Beetlejuice <laughs> and really see how far you could push it before it, she was like, I think I'm done. It would have been a very interesting experiment but over it was about a week and she had people over and her friend immediately walked in and like what's the deal with the bat and she's like no no no, don't say anything i think my roommate's crazy (laughs) she told me she was never gonna say anything about it she was not gonna mention it just live with this thing 
Man, it would have been so good if you just kept upping the ante, like starting to light <laughs> candles in front of the bat and then start yeah. <laughs> little fruit shrine, yeah. like buying some skulls, putting them party. next to the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Put all my Vicky Jack vale White records here. around it. Playing lots yeah, right. of Harry Belafonte. <laughs> well, but. that is a. Uh, that's a bizarre thing you did, and I'm uh, yeah. very happy about it, and I'm very excited about it, and I'm happy that seems Jack White appreciated it, right? I think so. We um, So I did get something from the third man people, but I don't know if it was directly from Jack, but uh, it was a little mysterious. So I got an email saying that, oh, you've got some money at the third man store or online, uh, store credit basically. But it was weird, it said the sender was costumer service. <laughs> third man records, costumer service, spelled costumer, not customer. Yeah, right. um, I, I looked at it several times to make sure I was not that crazy. And so I'm thinking, is this a scam? What is going on with this? So I take, you know, the email into the third man cast store and said, hey, is this legit? You know, what's the deal with this? And they looked it up in their system and they said, this is from somewhere within the company. We can't tell you who, <laughs> but somebody <laughs> yeah. did send you some money from somewhere within the third man <laughs> company. And, yeah. you know, it's it's just funny enough to be on purpose. Right. Did you did you send the, the Christmas card with the bat? So. The, yeah. The, uh, okay. So maybe maybe it had to do with the costumes. <laughs> yes, it was not. Oh. An anon- it was not an anonymous bat sending. <laughs> no. Yeah. no <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that, but I was thinking like maybe uh, it was a, a letter or something else with it. But yeah, if you sent the the costumed photo, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe interesting. Yeah. Well, on that note, we want to thank you again for coming on the show this week and give us all the details here. Uh, I, I know you mentioned there is going to be an album release party, and then you also said the album's coming out on um, you January. Said January 19th, the third third Saturday in January. Yeah, it's Saturday, January 19th. We're having our big release party in Ferndale, Michigan at the Parliament Room inside of the Otis Supply. Nice. Awesome. And that's the same day digital and vinyl releases are available. Um, the digital through the website, atmig.com, through all streaming services, because we release through DistroKid and they're... Uh, Within 24 hours, it's like your pre-order is available on Amazon, on Spotify, <laughs> on this. And so, right, right. so nice. it'll be available everywhere January 19th. We still have the same merch available. We only have 500 copies of the vinyl, and uh, I do think we'll probably sell out of all of them. I hope awesome. so. Yeah. And hopefully they'll sell them in the Cast Corridor store again. Yes, That, that was a cool thing with the 7-inch uh, single. They bought several copies back from us. And sold it right there oh, in the cool. store, which again blew my Whoa. mind. Yeah. So we have a check from Third Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's <awesome>. Yeah. So <laughs> that's great. Well, seriously, all the best of luck uh, on the album. I really had such a fun time listening to it. Uh, you know, James and I were lucky enough to have an advanced listen. There's so many songs I love on this thing. I mean, uh, we didn't even get to talk about Mend or the uh, the intros and outros or any of that stuff, but it's all beautiful. The production is gorgeous. You both sound great. It's a phenomenal debut, and we're really we're really 
happy for you and proud for you and we we wish you all the best on this release and thank you again for joining us uh today and we hope to have you back on again to tell us a little bit about how the uh how the release went how it's going uh do you have any maybe touring stuff in the works stuff like that so that's an active question. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we don't have the rest of the year planned out. We're going to get to the, the release part and and keep there. our ears open for you know any national, international acts we can open for this year, any festivals we can participate in this year, and any shows we can play with uh, the Michigan bands that you know routinely sell out. Sure. Well, if you find yourself uh, out here in Los Angeles, perhaps looking for an army of drummers to play with you, uh, (laughs) I would be happy to be one of those drummers. And uh, we, you know, I'm sure, you know, if you're uh, if you're in the Pennsylvania area, James would love to see as well. And thanks again for being on the show. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. So again, that's uh, after the money is gone. Wishes, January nineteenth. Check it out. We learned so much about the year 2018 tonight. Paul, it's been like... One week since you looked at me. <laughs> no, it's been one week since this episode started because it's longer than we both expected, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it, it feels like it's been a whole year in this whole podcast, but it flew by. Yeah, it flew by. I think there's a couple of regular listeners we'd like to give a shout out to. And I'm going to give some regular listener shout outs that are going to act as a teaser, James. Oh. For next episode, I would like to thank Ben, the Beer Man Blues Carnes, Kate McCoy, the Bones of the Operation, Callie Durgar, third woman in spirit every week, Yvette Wilkins, Wilkins on Sunshine, and I would also like to thank Vito Hicks. Vitology? I mean, I know that's a Pearl Jam thing. We'll workshop it. I've been to the broken Hicks girl. We'll workshop it. Okay. I would also like to thank Rob Janos. Uh, robbing a bank when you're robbing a bank. Okay. When you're robbing a... There was thrusting on that, There's too. a lot of thrusting. I think Paul's just... He'd be a much better lounge singer than I. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, that is a actually a special teaser for the next episode because all of those people are going to be participating in our next episode, which... Because time is a flat circle, we have already recorded, (laughs) and it is a lot of fun, and we think you're all going to really enjoy it. Uh, So be be sure to come back here in two weeks for a little trivia game. Little trivia game. Hey, you want to play a game? Hey, you're the Salmon. Yeah, I'm the Jig Salmon. Remember when he says... Hey, you want to play a game? Hey, buddy, you want to play a game? I've got checkers. That is the death sticks hey. guy. <laughs> I want to go home and rethink my life. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be fun. Also, we'd also like to give a, a couple shout-outs to some some people who are talking to us on, 
on Facebook and stuff and, and liking our posts. I mean, we could give a couple. Why not? Let's give a couple. Yeah, let's give a couple. Right, let's so, give a couple. Uh, we got Lorraine Leclerc, Matthew Hulse. Thank you guys so much. Raymond Ward. How about Max Antwerp Wrangle, as well as Leslie Heimers? So thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's all very nice. Thank you very much. If you would like to be somebody that we shout out on the show, well, it's very simple. You can interact with us on our social media. That would be facebook.com slash thirdmen. You could visit us on Twitter at thirdmencast. You could check out our Tumblr, thirdmenpodcast.tumblr.com. You could head to our WordPress page, thethirdmen.wordpress.com, where we uh, post the shows. And you can send us an email to uh, thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Tell us if you like the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us if you didn't like the episode. Tell us what we could be doing better. We're like one of the like. I feel like I should have a bumper sticker that says, "How am I dry? How am I casting? How is my podcast? <laughs> yeah, this podcast makes wide turns, Paul. Trucker, trucker references. It's a trucker thing. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you could uh, check us out on Pippa. That's where we host the show. As as we say every episode, podcasting is neither easy nor cheap, but Pippa makes it a little bit of both. And uh, they got us onto Spotify Pip and on down uh, to lovely analytics. It's fantastic. If you're looking to start a podcast, check out Pippa. It's where we host our show and after we've tried a bunch you know this one's the best i think uh, the other ones uh, not so much this one's fantastic yeah so pip on down to pippa yeah do that you could also find us on youtube james does some funny visualizers uh please rate review and subscribe on itunes uh as we've said in the last couple episodes because ben blackwell called us both posers if you write us a five-star review that includes in some way the word posers even if it's hidden in there like some kind of weird word jumble yeah we will mail you a pro like we i have these awesome third men podcast stickers i've been mailing out to people we've had lots of people do it it's very good i've been mailing it out to everybody if you don't do it you're a loser that's my sick donald trump impression no one's doing those i'm just doing it it's great yeah it's 2018 2018 it's been great it's a great year time capsule yeah anyway do that so yeah (laughs) rate review and subscribe and buy our merch go on to our society six page and uh pick up pick up a cheese board why don't you if you buy a cheese board i'll buy i'll buy you cheese yes james will buy you cheese and you can head to society the number six dot com slash kaminsky family podcasts and that is again society the number six dot com slash Kaminsky Family Podcasts, where you can pick up all sorts of t-shirts and hoodies and hats and gloves and probably a glove. I don't actually think there's a glove on there, but baseball caps, you know? Yeah. Lots of stuff. Yeah, those things. Yeah, uh, or you can go to bit.ly forward slash third men merch. One or the other, they'll both get you there. Yeah, they'll get you there. And uh, you can also send us a listener question to any of those places and more we'll answer we we do listener question episodes every now and again we love doing them they're a lot of fun we'd be just tickled pink if you would send us a listener question we would love to uh, hear from you and uh, it could be about jack white stuff it could be about uh, the third man records world it could be about the podcast really anything yeah we're we'll be there for you we're like the friends of the podcasting friends. we're I'm, like the friends yes. i'm joey james that was such a joey thing to say i'm joey's brother steve i assume not, that i assume that's he not has. that's not canon steve classic steve james i will give you four hundred dollars right now if you could tell me joey's last name joey fatone <laughs> <laughs> oh dear we could also like to thank sam Kubert and tom valenti for the help with our theme song we're the third men as well as Susanna Rantry for the lovely intros and outros of our program Thank you guys. Yeah. Until until next episode, James, I'll be looking for a home 
in Times Square brutally depressed watching <laughs> Lounge Singer James. I will be looking for a home on a Waterford crystal ball that will be slowly descending upon you. <laughs> See you next episode, Bob. For more information or to contact the show, visit thethirdmen.wordpress.com or email at thirdmenpodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at thirdmencast on Twitter and search The Third Men on Facebook. See you next time. So it's it's kind of crazy, but uh, it we'll get through it. She had av- she had avocado this morning, and then when Susanna said beets, Daddy fought back the urge to put a, a Doug reference in the text message chain, and then Uncle James took care of it for him. I heard this on whose line is it anyway? I heard this on whose line is it anyway? It's I do believe I see a hand coming up onto the stage. It appears to be actress Courtney Cox. No. And now she and lounge singer James are dancing together. I've got my feet start a moving and my head starts a grooving. <laughs> Josh Headley gave me a slap on the hiner <laughs> and said, good game, sport. Yeah, it's only good game, which is funny because we, we were in line at a fast food restaurant. I believe I heard him muttering, what is time anyway? And that the universe is, in fact, in all probability, a computer simulation. <laughs> and that intro ain't going to help no one. Uh, so, nope. Um, no, it will not. Oh, yeah. No, that was right. Yeah, okay, no, yeah. that's the right one. Yeah, no, that's the right one. We know our bits. And uh, all these little kids seem to think they know just where it's at. These are a couple baseball facts. <sighs> We are going to get new raconteurs tomorrow, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know, and we're going to have to pretend like we heard it today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we already did a skip. We already did we did really? Oh, yeah. we did. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we could just get right to the meat and potatoes. Let's just get right to that meat and potatoes. Boil them, mash them, and <laughs> stick them in a stew. I'm ready. <laughs> James, I love that uh, this this discussion has started out with each of us half remembering consequence of sound headlines. <laughs> each of us remembering something about possibly named Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, yeah, and then we're also hiring uh, podcasters, uh, uh, you know, seven days a week, uh, full benefits, but you won't see your family for Christmas. Oh, Jay. <laughs> These are oh, these are some truck, trucker 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 okay. references. <laughs> I thought I thought you were getting real. I was like, first of all, James says, I thought you had not consulted me about hiring interns, <laughs> and you were being extremely harsh about it. Uh, and I will be looking for a home in a new year that starts with two thousand and that's the, that's it, two thousand and. Ooh. <laughs> Firing on all cylinders. We're firing. We're doing great. Bye.